guys, welcome back to Keeping It OD Podcast and happy Monday. I hope y'all have been enjoying the past couple of episodes. I've received a ton of positive feedback and I'm here to tell you we're just getting started. I'm going to have a bunch more interviews. I already have four lined up, so keep sending me all the schools you'd like me to bring on the show and I'll try to reach out to them and hopefully we can tackle all optometry schools on this show. Um, but today I'm back to record a solo episode because I just missed recording for you guys. And this is just a topic that I really wanted to touch on because this is something that I struggled with. And I know a lot of you guys are going through the decision making process right now. So I wanted to put this out there for anyone that is having a hard time narrowing down where they're going to spend their next four years and get their optometry education. So I just want to preface this by saying that I don't believe there's a perfect school per se, um, but I do believe that there's a perfect school out there for you. And I will make sure to give you all the tools necessary to make to help you make an informed decision and find the perfect fit for you. So the first thing that I want to say is make sure to start before you apply. So start by making a pros and cons list. And it doesn't even have to be academic oriented. Like these can also fall into your pros and cons. But you should also focus on the location, the weather, um, the focus of the school, if they're research focused, or if they're patient care focused, or if they're service focused. And also determine what's important to you. Um, Again, anything that we talk about is going to go back to your why. Why you became interested in this field in the first place. So if it's because you went on a mission trip, then you want a school that will allow you to continue to go on mission trips and do some community service. If you did it because, you know, of a research aspect and you really thought it was really cool, then maybe you want to consider a school that um, gets a lot of grants for research or are very research focused. If you wanted to do it, um, you know, because you want to help out the community and, you know, see all the cool cases, maybe you do want to go to a school that serves an area where you'll see a lot of um, cool ocular disease and stuff like that. So, Knowing what you like is going to help you a lot through this process. Um, So for me, for example, I knew that I wanted to stay somewhat close to my family because they mean everything to me. And no matter how good the school was, I knew that I couldn't survive four years if I was away from my family. Um, Granted, none of the schools are where I'm from, so I will, you know, be quote-unquote, away from my family, but it's not going to be, you know, on the other side of the country. So that helped me narrow down, you know, some options. I didn't apply to any schools on the West Coast since I live on the East Coast, and I only applied, I stopped at the Midwest, so that was kind of where I put the cutoff, and I was like, okay, I think that's as far as I can go without feeling, you know, completely out of place. Um, The next thing that you should also consider, you know, is the school academics, Um, because you do want to go to a school that will prepare you for your boards and most importantly for real life. You know, you're going to get out of school and 
No one's really going to be watching you, watching your every move. You're going to be the decision maker and you're going to have to make the call, record the plan and everything like that. So you want to go to a school that's going to better prepare you for the outside world. Now that's going to depend on you, like I said, how you learn and what are ways that your brain is stimulated. So if you really like, you know, fast-paced curriculum, maybe you do want to do an honors program. Or if you you more like a, you know, nonchalant, um, slower pace, maybe you do want to do uh, an extended program, you know, things like that you do want to consider. So when I made my pros and cons list, these are some of the categories that I considered. And I suggest you do the same too. You might have more or less, um, but this is what I considered when I was looking at schools. So the first thing that I looked at was location. Like I said, I knew I didn't want to be, you know, all the way across the country. And even though the West Coast has some great schools, again, the perfect school is really a perfect school for you. So I just didn't see that as a feasible option for me. So that narrowed down, um, you know, a couple of options for me. The second thing um, on my list was cost because unlike undergrad, these are all grants and scholarships and loan money that you have to pay back. So you have to be very conscious of that. You know, if you already have debt from, you know, an undergrad degree or master's degree, you kind of want to keep that in mind because you don't want to um, incur a lot of debt when you don't really need to. So that was, you know, category number two on my list. You know, how much does it cost to go to this school? Okay. Um, although I would say that category isn't as high on my list as it is right now. Uh, I'm just listing it off as I'm reading it. Um, because only because if everything else checks off costs, really, you're going to be making enough money to pay off your loans and you're going to live comfortably. Um, but again, it's something to keep in mind. The third thing on my list was area. You know, it's, if it's in a big city or a small city, um, I'm personally, I'm not from a big city. I go to undergrad in a very small city. It's a college town. And I don't really know how I felt about going to a big metropolitan city. So again, knowing yourself, knowing what you like and what you don't like will help you make that call. And then again, narrow um, down your options. The fourth thing that I looked at was the board's passage rates. Um, again, no beating around the bush here. Some schools don't have, you know, the best board's passage rates, but that's only because, you know, they've been around for a um, small number of years and they haven't built, um, you know, a reputation. They haven't graduated that many classes yet. So again, that might be something that you might want to overlook. But to me, that was really important because where I wanted to practice, it's very saturated. So I wanted to graduate from a school that was going to make me stand out and help me land a job in the future. So again, you're going to want to be looking at those. It's going to vary um, depending on if you wanted to do a residency, where you wanted to practice and things like that. But that was category number four, boards, passage rates. 
Number five was class size. Um, I came from a big high school and a big undergrad institution. So class size didn't really um, scare me. Um, I know most schools, I think the biggest class size is 150. And I think the smallest is around 45 to uh, 50. Um, But it really appealed to me for a brief moment of time, a smaller class size, but it can have its pros and cons. So I would do my research and then again, figuring out how you learn best. You know, if you want to have a bigger cohort so you can, you know, be exposed to more people and it's just more opportunity to meet um, fellow classmates, that would be great. But if you learn best when, you know, it's a smaller faculty to student ratio, then you might want to consider the schools with um, smaller class sizes. Um, I would say one thing to consider about schools with smaller class sizes um, being that optometry is a program with rolling admissions. If you're interested in uh, attending a school where they have small class sizes, you do have to apply early to have the best chance of getting in because rolling admissions means that they accept people as soon as they interview. So if they hit, you know, 50 students, they're going to stop interviewing. You know, they're not going to extend any more interview invitations if 50 people already deposited. So that is something to keep in mind because most of these schools, they can go over their um, quota, but not by much. Um, So again, something to keep in mind. And this is why I say, Planning ahead is very crucial to finding your perfect fit. Now, I'm a firm believer also that you're going to end up where you're supposed to end up. So it doesn't matter what your friends think, what your parents think, what your classmates think. If you feel comfortable enough with your decision, this is the perfect school for you. You know, if you feel easy about attending that school for the next four years and earning your optometry degree there, this is all you need. This is your answer that this is the perfect school for you. So the next category on my list here is curriculum. Now this is one that gets overlooked a lot and then students usually regret it when they start optometry school because they think that all optometry schools teach the same things in the same sequence but that is incorrect. Some schools um, are very clinical heavy. Some schools are very book heavy. Um, Some schools have other professional schools um, within their institution. So what they'll do is that they'll have you guys take classes together. And this might be thrilling for some people. You know, it might be another way to meet other peers and, you know, make friends that way. But for some others, they might feel overwhelmed um, when they have to learn materials with med students or dental students, you know. Um, And I personally have varying opinions about that. Like, I do think some courses um, could be taught with other professional students, like your general biochemistry and microbiology. But I think when it comes to anatomy and physiology, you really want that to be to have an ocular and optics focus. And the reason why I say that is that you yes, you do want to obviously know all the organs in the body and how they work together because when you're doing an eye exam, when you look at the back of the eye, that is basically the speaker for the whole body. So if there's a diabetes issue, high blood pressure pressure issue, 
um, it's going to show up in the retina. Um, so you do want to be made aware of that. But I do think that if you take anatomy with, let's say, dental students and it's shot by a dentist and not an optometrist, um, they're going to probably not relate what you're learning to what that translates to in your exam room or how that manifests in ocular disease. Um, so again, it all comes down to what you prioritize. If that doesn't really phase you or scare you or bother you, you can overlook it. But I would make sure to review the curriculum before, um, I would probably review it before interviewing, but mainly before you deposit and you, you know, make it abundantly clear that you want to attend that program. Because, you know, deposits are usually expensive. So if you, you know, want to consider that school seriously, you do want to take a hard look at the curriculum. Now, the next category goes with curriculum, which is to reach out to current students that currently attend the school. It doesn't matter if they're in their first year, second year, third year, really doesn't matter because, you know, curriculum barely ever changes. Um, especially now, I think optometry schools have a good grip of, you know, what worked and what didn't. Um, so it's most likely haven't changed in the past couple years. So just ask them, you know, what's your experience been like? And they're going to tell you the most unbiased, honest opinion, because you just have to remember when you attend those pre-optometry presentations, the interview presentation, they're trying to sell you the school, believe it or not. Like as much as you're trying to sell yourself to their admissions committee, they're also selling you the school. You know, it's like, it's a product. You, you want to make sure that you're a good fit for them, but you also want to make sure that they're a good fit for you. Um, and I think if you reach out to students, they're not ambassadors. They're not getting paid to say anything. And they're going to tell you their most honest, unbiased opinion about the school. And you might take this and be like, okay, like, I think this is great. You might ask another student. Or what they might have liked about the school might not be a priority to you. And then you know that this program shouldn't really be on the top of your list. Um, so, again, review the curriculum and... Um, check in with the students that attend there, ask them how their um, experience in the clinics were, um, how are they tested in school, is it super test heavy, um, are classes um, manageable, like do they put too much pressure on you, I mean optometry school is going to be hard no matter where you go, um, just to make that abundantly clear, um, this is not easy, this is not an easy feat by any means, but you want to make sure that no matter where you go, it's going to be an environment for you to grow, thrive, and be the best version of yourself and ultimately a, the best clinician. Um, I think that's the most important part um, because I'm going to share with you a little bit of my experience. Um, and this is, again, goes to show that you should do your research. I wish I had the resources that I have now. Um, Four months ago, when I was taking the OAT and applying, I went into it blindly, and it kind of all worked out with me at the end, but 
it was honestly a leap of faith because I didn't ask anybody. I didn't ask any students that attended those programs. I just applied and hoped for the best. And then I had to do all the heavy lifting and all the work um, by myself to figure out what I wanted and where I wanted to go. Um, so when I applied, I applied to, like I said, eight schools, which is a lot for some people, but I was under the impression that optometry school is super impossible, super hard, that by applying to eight schools, maybe, just maybe one school will be kind enough to like send me a secondary application. That was my mindset going into it. Um, and this also kind of stemmed from the culture of, um, you know, competition in the field. And that very quickly um, proved to be incorrect. This is a field where everybody wants everyone to be successful. Um, I love when you guys send me um, questions about, you know, an upcoming interview or you tell me that you've been accepted to your optometry school. It makes my day because I know what it felt like back when I was doing my application. So for you guys to reach that milestone, it's just so empowering. And I love to see that you guys are doing that for yourself and advocating for yourselves and, you know, making your next steps, um, which is really awesome. But so the only reason why I applied to so many schools was because I wasn't sure where my stats um, were in comparison to um, the av the national average for applicants. But if I learned one thing, it is that you're more than just a number. You know, schools look at more than just your OET and GPA. And I know I sound like a broken record right now, but I said it before and I'll say it again, you are what you bring to the table. So if you bring optimism, dedication, motivation, and passion for the field, they will see that and they will give you a chance, even if your stats say otherwise, because this profession uh, more than anything, it rewards hard work and dedication. Um, so if you're willing to put the effort and the work in, you will find your perfect school and they're going to be able to see beyond your numbers, beyond your GPA, um, and give you a chance. Um, all right, so this was a good ramble for me. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting interviews to all eight schools, um, accepted to all eight schools, which made it even harder for me, but it allowed me to do um, the research that I did. And then I'm now able to share it with you guys. Um, but regardless, um, so yeah, I mean, I had to turn down some schools because I applied blindly. I didn't really look at, you know, their curriculum, if they had uh, other programs like master's or dual degree or an accelerated program or an honors program. I didn't look at scholarships. A lot of schools actually offer grants and scholarships, which I know is a rarity for professional schools. But for optometry school, they really want you to succeed. So if um, monetary scholarships are going to help you, they make sure if they have the um, funds to do um, scholarships like that to have it available for students. 
Um, so again, I guess in closing, I would say just if you're going to take away one thing from this episode is that it is important to know your why very well and to know what you expect out of a school because you're, yes, you're being interviewed for a school, but you're also interviewing the school. You're seeing that you're seeing if that school is going to be a good fit for you for the next four years of your life or not. It's going to be, you know, worth the investment that you're putting in because this is a big investment that you're making first, you know, in yourself and your future, but you're also spending that money towards that education at that school. So you want to make sure it's going to be worth it at the end, which I guarantee you if you um, go in with like four categories on your list that you've done your research on, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. And it is okay to not know right off the bat because I didn't know for the longest time, you know, where I, I, I was meant to be. Um, I had to make some hard decisions and hard calls. Um, I turned down schools that, you know, I thought were amazing and they are, all of them were, um, but it just wasn't going to fit with my lifestyle and what I wanted for the next four years of my life. Um, so that is all for this week's episode. I know it was all over the place. I hope you found it helpful. Um, Follow the podcast on Instagram at keepin.it.od. And if you or someone that you know would like to collaborate on an episode, just email me at keepinitodpodcast at hotmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as I see the email. Keep the DMs coming. I love to hear you guys' feedback and good news with optometry applications and interviews. Keep them coming. And We'll be back here next week with a brand new episode with an interview from Southern College of Optometry. So get excited about that. And as always, you guys, we will be keeping it OD. Thank you, guys.